This is Victor, so we have some technical difficulties in the middle of the podcast, but don't worry, we kind of bounce right back. So just give me a warning and go ahead and enjoy the show. All right, everybody, this is another week in foolishness and madness on Megashoon. How are y'all? What's going on, Internet? All right, so we are here today. It's been a full day for us, so we are just all over the place, but... And all, we're good. How are you, Nick? Um, you know, I had to deal with some foolishness today mm. that I'm going to expand on a little bit later. That's good. Um, you know what? Fuck later. Let's just just get right down to the foolishness that I had to deal with. Okay, let's talk about it. Okay. So, you know how they have like a Roots and Heritage Festival here mm-hmm. at, in Kentucky. Basically, it's the Black Festival. <laughs> okay. Um... Some friends of mine were planning on going. I'm mm-hmm. like, you know, cool, I'll go. You know, I'll, you know, support. So I get, like, a little private invite to the event that this, uh, a friend of mine made. Mm-hmm. And it says, uh, the festival at the ghetto. And I'm like, A, this, uh, now mind you, this friend is white. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, you might want to change, think about changing the name of this event. Mm-hmm. And she basically commented on, well, I'm, I live in the, uh, the ghetto, so uh, that's what it's going to be called. And I like uh, the festival. I was like, okay, sweetie, that's cool and all, but the, you're, you're saying the ghetto is a connotation of the festival. The festival is primarily a black festival, so you're saying the festival is not in itself ghetto. Mm. She, did, she didn't get that. I had my partner jump in. Well, he jumped in, mm-hmm. saying whether your intent or not, it was still, it came off as offensive. Yeah. Still didn't get it. You know, and at this point, you know, I'm not here to give you an in-depth discussion on trigger uh, words for the African-American community. I'm not here to give you a rundown of the systematic oppression that we go through every day. Um, If you want to be an ally, which you said a few months (laughs) ago, that you wanted to be an ally for the Black Lives Matter movement and all this shit. Mm-hmm. So when we say that something is offensive and you don't, you disregard or dismiss those feelings, then we have nothing further to discuss. Mm-hmm. So that was the kind of shit that rose up, I would say, lunchtime. <laughs> Just at lunchtime. <laughs> Just that child. I'm like, okay, you know what? I can't. Not on this day. No. But how are you doing? You know, I'm I'm doing fine too. You know, you have, and it's funny because you know these alleged I like to use that word these alleged activists or these alleged allies love to talk about how they down for something, but they don't really know what that means. Uh-huh. So you have to get them together sometimes. You just have to, and and you know she needs to be reminded that she doesn't want to be like Alina Alina Durham. You know, said something, uh-huh. then got you, then people got her together where she's up here apologizing and feeling sorry for herself. You let your friend know that she needs to get it together. Because first of all, where are some ghettos in Kentucky? I don't, there's no ghetto. Hello. Come on now. I lived in Kentucky for many years at Murray. And then I got I got friends in, in Lexington, Louisville. I've been around all over Kentucky. There is no ghettos. There are some country-ass places there, but there ain't no ghettos. So um, unless she's talking about Capini Green or Watts. <laughs> and, and Watts is not really a ghetto anymore, but I'm just talking about, you know. Hell, just, Capini Green is all uh, townhouses right now. Oh, well, shoot. Well, let's take, well, change all of that. Well, oh, you find a ghetto somewhere, lady. Um, but it's not in Kentucky, so. No. I mean, maybe she was talking about public housing, which I have lived in. Yeah. And even then, my house was immaculate. That's what I'm about to say. Even you know, the cause my grandmother lived in the projects. You can call it the projects in Union City, and that is still cute. Like to this day, they don't look like a ghetto. So, have her. She needs to have a seat on tax. Right. It's all. It's that. Oh, if something's ghetto, then it equates to being black. Let's yeah. not forget, ghettos was also used for Jewish housing. Yes. So let's get, get your friend together. 
Let's get it. I don't. Child, I don't have the time for this foolishness. Well, I, I had a little bit of foolishness too. Um, so I've been noticing a, a pattern. For example, about Beyonce, King B. Now, every once in a while, I will see posts from friends of mine that will say things like, you know, I don't care about Beyonce's new song because I don't listen to crap or something like that. Now, I notice this comes from a certain type of people. (laughs) And I'm sitting around like, okay, I'm seeing this a lot. I'm seeing this mostly from my white friends. So, you know, and it was funny. I brought it up in CrossFit because we had a conversation about it. And um, D'Angela told me. And she's one. She is... A beautiful black woman. She's older than me. Her body is banging though, and I love her natural hair. But she was telling me, like, you know why? You know, you know why they hate her? It's because she is better than they faves, and they can't handle that. They can't they handle. Take it. And I was like, you're right. I said, you know, and also when you used to mediocrity for so long, that's all you know. If you've been eating vain sausages for all your life, and somebody give you a real poly sausage, you may not like that real good poly sausage because you've been eating Vienna sausages all your life. So, you know, when I thought about it, I was like, of course, you don't like it because she's better than your faves. She is dominating. She is taking over. You can't deny, even if you don't like all of her songs, you don't have to like all of her songs, but you can't separate and say her music is garbage. Like, I can't accept it. And I'm not the biggest Beyonce stan, um, but... I'm not going to sit here and let somebody say her music is garbage because I will sit there and go, okay, well, tell me what's garbage about her music compared to Katie, Brittany, um, I don't know, Lacey, all these other little girls. They're out there like, what is so trashy about her music? But everybody else seems but to be... But Megan Trainor's better. Like, come on now. Let's yeah, not I'm like, stupid. yeah, let's not do that. She has outperformed most all your faves, concert-wise, album-wise, everything. Let's not let's not do that. So, you know, my friends, I get that you may not like her. But you really need to think about why you don't like her and maybe have some honest truth to your beliefs. Because again, I find it interesting because I'm seeing that a lot from a lot of white gays and I'm not really understanding why I'm seeing that. Um, or why is this pushback towards her? Yet if Katy Perry comes out with something, y'all are like, oh my god, that song is so good. I'm like, no, it's not. Or Madonna comes out with something. You trying to buy that ticket to be in the front row. And I'm like. They will go down to the ground for some Madonna. I was like, okay, she ain't been good since Take a Bow. She she hasn't been good a long time. (laughs) I'll say the last good album I got from her was music. And and that was it. We could have stopped right there. But Mm. not to really, you know, we just want to share our stuff today. Because it's, I don't know why that bothered me so much. It really did. But I just noticed it's a pattern. It's a pattern to see people putting these little memes up. Like, I don't like the one with Julie Andrews spinning around. Like, I don't give a crap about Beyonce's new album. I was like, well, that's great. I don't care what you think. You ain't got to share that. Right. You don't like her? I don't care if you don't like her. Go on. But don't try to put her down because she's actually ruling stuff. I mean, no offense. Beyonce, this is a Beyonce era. And that's just how it is. You'll have to accept it. <laughs> you have to accept right. it. And that's just what it is. You have to accept it. I don't care if she doesn't sing a song like Britney does or she doesn't do something like, um, damn, um, you know, Kanye Wright, whatever these little names these little girls have, right. JoJo and Momo and um, <laughs> Katy Perry and... And Ariana Grande. All them, yes, all that basic stuff. That's, that's for you. And if you enjoy basic stuff, that's great. But guess what? I like seasoning in my food. And so I'm going to enjoy that good seasoned food. And you can eat all that bland bologna you want. But <laughs> a bitch like me likes seasoning. And if Beyonce is seasoning, I'm all here for it. Give me that Laurie's. Yes. Oh. All right, y'all. So that's us. I'm just letting out, you know, our frustrations right now. But we're going to get into the show. We have a lot to talk about today. So we're going to get into Aunt May's tea. We pretty much already had some. We had some crumpets. Now we have to have the tea. Right. Right. <laughs> And I had to spike uh, on Mace teeth. I had to throw a little vodka in it. Cause yes. Some, some topics on today. Yeah, so we'll get a little light. Uh, we'll talk about, um, as you know, Supergirl's coming. We got Superman in the show. So Super Cakes, um, Tyler Hochin, Hochin, where his name is. <laughs> he, you know, he's making sure that we know that Superman's not going to be brooding and dark in this show. Now, for the, you know, in the DC universe, Cinema Universe, Superman has been, 
moody, cranky, lost, depressed, sad with his fine ass, um, just being, you know, a mess. And we don't really believe in him. And that's really taking a toll on the movies because now people are really not feeling Superman. You know, I've heard that they they would like to see him die. Oh. Um, yeah, I'm just like, that's fine. <laughs> you know, that's fine if you're your beliefs. But because of that, um, Supergirl and the producers around Supergirl making sure that we get a Superman that we believe in. So Tyler was on or talking to Entertainment Weekly and he said that he wants to be the Superman that he, he thinks it should be. He wants to be um, a person that people believe in. He said it's just an incredible symbol of hope to kids that they can do anything and they can be good people and that good people triumphs over evil. You don't have to be dark and brooding in ways um, that state masculinity toughness. Uh-oh. That was a little Aww, bit of shade. That's cute. But that was a little bit of shade, too. <laughs> but yeah, that was cute, though. That. He tried with that. <laughs> um, he also said um, he sits and, and he sits in that very hopeful, optimistic place that Kara, which is that's Supergirl's real name, tends to be in. So, you know, he's, they know that's a problem. And I like the fact that I think overall DC, Warner Brothers know this is a problem. So, you know, Tyler took it upon himself to talk about how they're going to make this a more cheery Superman. And, I, and, you know, I'm glad they're doing that because I looked at the first two Supermans recently and, you know, Christopher Reeve was fine as hell. One. But yes, he, he made you, he really made you believe in that Superman. Like, when I look at him, I'm like, that's Superman to me. I know it's old, it's dirt, but it, he's Superman to me. I feel him when I watch it. Um, just the way he comes across, he is a symbol of hope. And in these last two movies, I just felt like, dude, go to therapy. Like, go away. You know, like, just do something. Right. Just lost the hope in it. So, you know, Tyler, if you're going to bring hope in it, hope back into Superman go for it because we're here for it you know we, we want to see that hope for Superman we want to see you your cakes and everything else you have to offer us in this bring the cakes system. bring them to Duncan High <laughs> <laughs> honey <laughs> them cakes was those hills were alive yes it was <laughs> it was <laughs> he knew what he was doing and if and someone said they, they pushed it up actually they said it might have pushed his butt up because there are some pictures out there that shows that he has like a little rump back there my friend Peter um, is a big fan of him he loves him he's met him like he loves him and so he was like he was he gave me the receipts because I made that question I think I put it online like are they I mean, is that really his cakes? And Peter's like, um, bitch, yes it is. So <laughs> apparently that's that's it's a little bit of it's like an uplift, like a bra kind of. But he said that's his cakes, so Okay. Yes. He does not miss a meal. <laughs> he does not. Oh. So further in uh Miss uh Aunt May's tea. So there's a, a new reality series starting uh on September twentieth on the I believe it's the Oxygen channel. Mm-hmm. It's uh, produced by Whoopi Goldberg. It's called Strut, and it centers around transgender models okay. and their their careers and whatnot. And there's a lot. I think either half the cast are people of color, or almost the whole cast is people mm-hmm. of color. Um, one of the uh, one of the um, people on there is a former uh, America's Next Top Model contestant. Uh, her name was Isis. There's a lot of other people, um, and I'm I might check this one out because some of the guys on there are fine. Yes, and it's like it's amazing what you could do. Like I know I have actually some transgender friends that are going through the process, and I didn't know like one in particular. Uh, he lives in Indiana. I didn't know that he was he used to be a woman. Until somebody actually told me. I was like, really? It, I know that's a whole different topic. But for this show, I think it is so important to show transgender people, especially transgender, transgender people of color, in a different limelight than mm-hmm. just the the show, the shit show that was I Am Kate, which was <laughs> terrible. Yeah. Uh, so I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing this. And kudos to Whoopi Goldberg. Yes, um, I've seen um, some ads for it, and it's good to see ISIS. I think ISIS was actually on um, 
what was it season nine yeah on you know america's next top model and isis has been out there hustling and representing um in the model world so she has been making some headway it is going to be something to see and strut is going to really i think challenge us is going to be great and yes um some of the men i can't remember his name but he is fine he is very fine is that uh, the one with the eyes yes um, we're going to get his name because I, I want to keep talking about just saying his name. We're going to get his name, um, but he has been featured in several ads um, that I have seen. And, and, you know, let me just get this out here. Y'all are sleeping on trans men. These men are fine. There's a lot of trans men out here that I I have no problem getting with. And I have no shame in my game. I might go sit up here and go, oh, I'll never do that. You can't say what you never would do. And some, that and they and they got game, so <laughs> when you, get you one, I know you know you know there are men, men too. There are men just like everybody else. Yes, they may have something different, but that's okay. They are still men, and hell, they got some good game. And you talking to me? Everybody wants to be held, so <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I'm not gonna sit up here and deny them a taste of this butter pecan ice cream. So you know, I'm I'm just saying, trans men, if you you know, you holler at me, I'll holler back. I have no shame in that. But anyway, like we say, this show is going to really show us the ins and outs of being trans and being in the industry. And the neat thing is about this show is it's gonna maybe challenge our views about trans. Um, people, especially because you know a lot of a lot of stereotypes have trans people like they all they out they street workers they hookers they out here they stealing they they stunting that is not the case for everybody um, everybody steals and stunts so that's not put it all on one group um, but we do know there are struggles that trans people have especially trans people of color but I do like the fact that this show is going to highlight a different spot about that um, and you know again this is going to be I think a, a decent show. So I'm here for it. I'm here to see what they have to offer. I am too. And that model's name is uh is Laith Dela Cruz. Yes. Y'all look up some Laith because I'm telling y'all, he is fine. He's it. And he's ready for me. So I'm just letting y'all know <laughs> that I don't believe you know, I've gotten to a point in my life that I I'm not gonna get hung up on the, the, you know, like, oh my god, it used to be this, they used to be like no no no. If they're you know, that's a man. That's a man to me. Right. <laughs> that's a man to me. Whether they have the equipment or not, that's still a man to me. So yeah, if if a trans man holler at me, I'm gonna, and, and you know I'm feeling them and they got something going on. I'm gonna holler back. So go ahead and shoot your shot. I'm gonna keep it real. So you, I'm just putting it out there in the street to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> but, All right. So but, moving right along, yeah. what else you got? Well, speaking of trans, we're gonna go into an ugly place with it. Because, and this is a little interesting conversation because um, right now we're running into this same old problem where we are getting cis men playing trans women. And cis is basically a straight man. That's what it means. Some people think of it as a slur. I don't. I think it is what it is. But um, Matt Bomber, who's an actor that we're very familiar with if you watch American Horror Story if you saw Normal Heart, if you watch both of the Magic Mikes, uh, he's a very he's a white collar. Yeah, yeah, white collar. He's a very beautiful man. He's very, you know, he's a very decent man too. He's a great actor, but he is playing a trans woman, and you know, in 2016, I don't believe that should happen. Now, I understand that you know some actors look at it as like, well, this is an opportunity for me to show my my skill set you know that i can play all these characters however when we have trans actors out there that's who we should be hiring to play these roles to me when you hire a straight man to play or a gay man or a man period playing a trans woman i i'm not really feeling that or if you have a straight woman or a lesbian woman playing a trans man, I don't think that's right. I think what you need to do is hire a trans woman, a trans man to play a trans character. You don't hire a white person to play. Well, <laughs> sometimes they do hire a white person to play a black person or to play an Asian person. That happens. But you should not do that. And so, you know, Matt Bomber 
was cast in this role is already they've already shot this movie already um and so you know he's in this role um and a lot of people are not happy about it um and for example i think one of the trans actresses kind of you know call him out on that and for he blocked her but he unblocked her and, and i didn't I was disappointed in him doing that, but at the same time, I was like, you know, maybe he didn't have the right answers, and maybe he was like, let me shut it down to get myself together. I'm not excusing him for blocking her. He unblocked her, I think, a day later, but I think it was a lot coming at him, because I'm not sure if he was aware of playing a trans person. It's offensive for a lot of trans people to do that. Yeah, and this is not the first time shit like this has happened this Mm -hmm. has been going back for like years um actually decades uh jeffrey tambor played uh more than transparent Mm -hmm. um what else there's so many the guy that was in uh i want to say his name eddie redmayne that played uh in uh whatever that fucking movie was um the the danish girl i think it was a danish girl yeah the danish girl it's like they're saying oh these roles are so uh important or these so roles were so difficult and i felt that it was um, important to show these roles okay if that's the case then why don't you actually have a transgender person playing this role and i'm kind of upset with uh because mark ruffalo he played uh the hulk and the avengers movie it seems like he should know better because I've seen him clap back at a lot of racism mm-hmm. and stupid ass shit on Twitter. So for him to say, oh, I'm still going forward with this, even though I know better. Yeah. You know, it's like, then if you know better, why don't you do better? Yeah. If you're going to be an ally, as you talk about earlier, then you need to go full out. I, I think it's going to, I saw his tweets and I know that he was like, this is a learning moment. And I really want to believe this is a learning moment because he is an activist. Um, I kind of marched with him in Detroit about the water crisis. And I know he's, he's, he's all about it. So I hope this is a learning piece. Um, the, the actress that tweeted at um, Matt Bomber was Jamie Clayton. Jamie Clayton can be seen in Since 8. Um and she was really trying to talk about it, but I think it was a lot for Matt Bomber again. But um, and Matt Bomber's not a bad person at all. I think it was again, it was a lot for him to kind of deal with. But I think it's a lesson learned. And I and I I'll give a shout out to um, um, Adam, oh that American Idol winner Adam, what's his last oh, name? Adam Levine. No, no, it's um. Uh, his name will come up too, but y'all know who he is. He's Adam. He's right now. He is with Queen. Um, oh, the rock rocker dude. Yeah, uh, whatever his name. Is. Yeah, yeah, he he came out. He came out of the closet. We know he's gaining like greatness, but he was offered the role of Frankenfurter in the in the Fox version of or the updated version of the Rock and Roll Picture Show, and he said no because it's 2016, and he's like there are trans people to play these roles, and he will feel like he is doing a disservice. So he said no, and that's why the role went to Lamar Cox. And I applaud Adam for that because it just felt like he knew what was up, but he also knew that, you know, that would be Adam Lambert. He knew that it would be a mistake to do that. So I applaud him for doing that, and I hope that more actors and actresses will follow suit when they are offered these roles. Yes, I understand it would be great for your skill set, but at the same time, be aware of what you're actually saying. Because you're basically saying that, oh, a man can play this part because I can just put on some makeup and I'm trans. No, that's not that's not that's not how it's done. And it should right. not be done that way. And he should know better. I mean, well, he definitely should know better because as a gay person, you don't want if somebody was trying to do your uh, autobiography, you wouldn't want a straight person playing you. True. You know, so uh, it's just one of those things that Hollywood always does. And then when we clap back at them, they have their hands up saying, well, I don't know what I did wrong. <laughs> we're you telling know? you. So if you just listen, we're right. telling you why. And we're not doing it to be mean. I mean, yeah, it, social media can be messy. But a lot of times it's more of like, this is why it bothers us. This is why we want to change it. This is why 
we don't like this. So please listen and, you know, understand that, yes, yeah, some people are passionate about this, but they're actually trying to come at it. You know, they come at they're coming at it out of respect and love. And even if you don't see that, you got to step back and see, you think about it. You got to sit back and think about it. Right. I'm just, do better. Please do better. Yeah. It shouldn't be like what we're saying. <laughs> it should not be. It really should. So do you have anything else in Aunt May's tea? Well, let's see. We could talk about the little conferences that went down today. Yes, because I have one more thing, but we can go into those conferences because it seemed like there was a lot of madness happening today. It, it was a lot. So let's start with uh, Apple. Mm. Apple had their little conference. Uh, they basically announced the iPhone 7. Yes. So the iPhone 7 is going to come with all these brand new features. Like there's a new sleeker design. It's water and dust resistant. There's a better camera, like a 12 pixel sensor. Okay. As a 30 more, 30 percent more efficient. There's four LEDs for the camera. Mm-hmm. Uh, it puts out more, 50 uh, percent more light when you're in a dark environment. Uh, stereo quality speakers. Now here's where it gets a little dicey so there's no phone jack well no headphone jack (laughs) all of the the speakers are well the headphones are going to be wireless Mm. so the wireless speakers they look like i tweeted this earlier they look like a yurks from animorphs if they were plastic they kind of just hung on your ear and look like they almost look like a newport cigarette too (laughs) Like half of a your grandma, cigarette. your grandma's cigarettes, <laughs> right? Like or her Virginia Slims. Mm. It's like what? it looked weird, and it looked like it's gonna be easily uh, lost. Like I'm, mine are already lost, and I ain't even got mine yet. <laughs> uh, yeah, I so, saw those, and I was like, okay. It just looks so weird, and mm. how they're gonna stay in your ear. Uh, it just I don't know about that Apple yeah so um, what else they also announced a new uh, Apple Watch but I'm like the Apple Watch is like way too expensive it is above my price point yeah Apple Watches to me are like having a little of a time like you don't need it but it's a status it's a status thing let's just call it what it is Apple Watch is status because to be honest you don't even need a watch when you got the phone but okay. Right. Why would you do that? Like, I, I don't it's understand. It's a status. But, it's status. But <laughs> there's a brand new, brand new watch coming, and you know all the little features about it. But the the iPhone is going to start at 32 gigs. 16 gigs are done for. Mm-hmm. It goes up to 256 gigs, and I'm thinking, why do you need so many gigs? <laughs> like. Seriously, that's half of the PlayStation 3. Hmm. I'm like, what What are you actually doing? Are you hacking? <laughs> like, come on now. What are you doing? Um, I think it starts uh, starts with this iPhone 7, uh, about 649, and then it goes from 769 for the uh, iPhone Plus. Hmm. Um, I think the pre-orders begin September 9th, so if you want to get yours... Go ahead and pre-order now. It comes in black, silver, gold, and rose gold. I don't know if I'm going to get mine. I know I'm due for an upgrade. Mm-hmm. But, you know, when it, a new phone comes out, you want to kind of wait. That is all yeah. my, always my kind of uh, rule of thumb. When yeah. a brand new technology comes out, always wait a while. Don't be the first ones to get it because you know there's going to be some kind of updates. There's going to be some kind of bugs. There's going to be some kind of something yeah. that is going to delay the performance of the device. Yeah. And um, I think um, I saw online a lot of people talk, especially Tatiana was talking about this from Fram Bros, that if you have a 6 s just keep that and i was like yeah the 6s is not that far off from a 6s and i really think you need to jump so quick so you know wait till your upgrade is up when your upgrade comes through then maybe go for it that's what i'll probably do because i'm like i i just got the 6s and it's fine for me yeah i think i have the 5s mm-hmm. so i'm a generation behind 
but mine still works. Yeah, but I, damn it, those I'm only on 12 gigs, and those 12 gigs be going through it. I'm like, <laughs> good lord, just the podcast alone. Yeah, I um, lucked out, and I don't want to say I tricked the person, but um, <laughs> they ended, well, they, they messed up, and they I got the 64 gig. And he was like, "Oh, I'm supposed to get." I was like, "Well, nope. You are. We already signed the paperwork. So, right. give me that phone." So yeah, it kind of worked out in my favor. And I mean, I like. It. I mean, I, I, I'm not that person who used the phone for everything. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, it's I. I mean, it's my Facebook and Twitter stuff. But at the end of the day, I need my laptop. Or when I'm at work, I use the the PC. So, right. Mm. Now, in addition to Apple's conference, mm-hmm. uh, Sony had their little live meeting or whatever the fuck you want to call it uh, today, and they announced two brand new, well, basically the PlayStation 4.5, uh, the PlayStation <laughs> Slim, mm-hmm. and the PlayStation Pro. Now, the PlayStation Slim is set to be released on September the 15th. It's going to be priced at $299, which is actually really affordable if you don't have a PlayStation 4. Yeah. Uh, the PlayStation Pro is going to be priced at $399. Oh, uh, now, that comes with a um, one terabyte of uh, space for all your games and whatnot, which is a lot. It also, uh, when I was listening to the, the live meeting, the system recognizes what kind of tv you have like say for instance you have an hd or you have a uh one of them brand fancy new 4k tvs it recognizes that and then adjusts the uh the image Mm -hmm. as such Mm -hmm. uh it also works with the the playstation vr that is going to come out i think real soon i think in the next month or so Mm um and it all old games will work on both the systems now they're also releasing an update for all of the systems the hdr firmware update that's going to be available next week now i say that to say yesterday when everybody was getting ready to uh get ready for all of this announcement today the network, the PlayStation Network went down, and it had been down. <laughs> it was down when I got home, and I got home maybe about 4 o'clock, no, 5 o'clock. Yeah. And it was down before, still down when I went to bed, which was at 10 o'clock. <laughs> so I'm like, this is not the first time we've had these kind of outages. Last week, there was an outage. Uh, a few years ago, 2011, there was an outage for like a couple of months. And... What a lot of people, especially me, I don't understand how it's so hard to update and maintain this kind of network and mainframe, mm-hmm. especially when PlayStation users, well, PlayStation Plus users are getting a, a $10 increase to their uh, membership. So you mean to tell me we're getting an update, an increase in our membership but you still can't make this uh, system work. You still can't. You're always doing these outages. And then they didn't even comment on it. Then it's like, well, you know, you're just going to have to deal with it because that's how we roll. <laughs> I'm like, that's not how you treat your customers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm just like, we need some answers or at least another free game like you did back in 2011 because this shit is not going to fly, especially because I just signed up for PlayStation View where I can have live TV on my PlayStation. Yeah. So if the network is down, I can't play game. Well, I can't play games online. I can't watch Netflix. I can't watch Hulu. I can't watch PlayStation View. I'm like, come on now. And what's Don't, the point? <laughs> exactly. Then what's the point? Shit. <laughs> I'm like the girls out here doing too much. They'll probably change their tune once they see that money drop because ain't anybody gonna be paying for that when they can keep, I guess, keep the old one and get all what they normally get. Right. But they, I don't know. You know, they know more. Well, I don't want to say they know more, but they'll figure it out when they see that I money hope drop. They do. Oh lord. Shoot. Yeah, that's that's all I have for Aunt Mace T. Anything? Yeah. You know one more thing. So they're. <laughs> You know, DC loves, they don't have, mm, 
They're consistent with their television shows on the CW, but they like to have different, or I guess, their crisis on the Fifth Earth and different channels. So on Sci-Fi Network, which is still there, I didn't know. I kind of forgot about them. <laughs> um, they're still around, and they are still working on this project, Krypton, which is going to talk about Krypton. You know, Superman's home Earth planet, whatever. Uh, I'm going to talk about that life. Before the big blow up and before he became who he became. Um, but what they actually did is they're going to have a Zod, um, a general Zod, I guess. Um, but it's going to be a woman of color. And it'll be Lita Ooh. Zod. And she would be a descendant. Um, um, so basically, General Zod that we know is a descendant of her. She's a soldier. Um, and she's a daughter of Azora Zod, who is a woman. Um, which what they're trying to do is make some drama. So this um, Lita will be in a secret romance with um, Seg L and a Superman's ancestor. Hmm. So they're trying to create this, I guess, you know, this trouble, secret romance, try to, you know, go down the, the, the steps of dynasty. Where, you know, you look at Alexis being a Colby, but yet being, <laughs> being a part of, you know, the other, the Carringtons and, all that and uh, yeah they they're going down this path now i i don't know about this show because it's still in production we may not even see it i i'm curious to see how a, v, a female zod will be and i'm glad it's a woman of color but i don't know if people are excited to see this show because do people really want to see a, a, a series about krypton like do you want to see a series about krypton because I don't. <laughs> she's a uh, British. Yeah. Uh, and she's been in uh, a few things. I'm not sure. I'm not uh, too familiar with her work, but they cast a black woman, so. Let's yeah. Just... Now, the interesting thing about her is she's been in like. <laughs> a lot of British stuff. So you have to probably look it up. She did win an award, though. Um, so, you know, if you want to know about her, her name is Georgina Campbell. Look her up. Um, she won a, a BAFTA for leading actress. I think she was in this show called After, The After Hours. Um, so check it out. You know, see what she's going to do, and we'll see what that looks like. So good luck, but I don't know if I'm going to be watching this show All right. So I think we're done with Aunt May's tea. Yeah. Yeah, I think we're done. All right. So let's move into kind of the the big king size issue today. So what was it? What did, what would that be about today? turn it for like the first couple of episodes and then if it's not giving me what I need then I might you know peace out cause I'm about to peace out on Fear the Walking Dead alright everybody we just had a shake up here uh, we just had a weirdness with our connection but we're back so as you listen to this, you're probably like, what just happened to them? Well, we just had a moment, but we're back, so don't worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now we're going to get into the King Size Edition, which is a very interesting topic. Um, Nick brought this up, so I'll let you kick it off. Yeah, so I figured that we needed to talk about body issues and the uh, gay community. Because I know a lot of us were slammed basically every, feels like every hour about the perfect body, whether it be through social media, when we're at the gym, when we're watching porn, when we're watching movies, when we're watching cartoons, when we're watching, when we're reading comic books, when we're playing video games, that these guys, the 
basically the male protagonist is this usually white guy who's blonde hair, blue eyes, and has this incredibly ripped body, a six-pack, arms bulging out to God knows where. Uh, So it makes it hard for, you know, the regular people to feel good about themselves. For me specifically, you know, I'm a little guy. I'm like 5'3", 148 pounds open wet. So I was always looked at as less than because I was so little. Mm -hmm. And I didn't even really start having an appetite for food until maybe high school. Mm -hmm. Uh, So when I see those those images of these guys that are getting everything they want, it makes it easier for people like me to try to attain that where it, I know that it's something that I'll probably never get to. Yeah. And I know with all these body image issues, it comes uh, all these health hazards like using steroids, being bulimic, being anorexic. And a lot of people don't talk about body image when it comes to guys because they think that body image 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 issues are quote-unquote a woman or female thing Mm -hmm. and it's so opposite we especially for us gay guys or people of the queer community we're hit with it every day and we can't help but feel self-conscious when we go to things like the gym and we see all these other guys that are huge and we're trying to you know maintain some kind of healthy living but it's incredibly defeating and even even though i ran track even though i was active it still feels like it's not enough yeah and you know i think it's i live in los angeles so i'm at the peak of the foolishness because it is a big deal to have a certain body type to and what and what's been added to this body type because you got this belief that if you have the six pack abs if you're tall um, if you look a certain way, mostly white, that you have all of these awards. Like you're a great person. You're a great lover. You got a big dick. You got, <laughs> you're good in bed. You got all these things added to you. That in a lot of sad ways, a lot of us kind of believe after a while. And you mentioned mm-hmm. porn. Porn has really pushed that. You know, you think about Falcon, you think about Juicy Boys, think about all these places that have pushed that body image of this is what good sex looks like. This is what a good man looks like. And sadly, gay men have been pushing themselves to do this. Um, also, pushing themselves to um, possibly, um, probably causing a lot of issues where um, it's just too much. It's too much to believe that you are a good person. Um, just because, again, you don't look a certain way. Um, and then, yeah, there's the bear community. But even that plays against things, too, because the bear community is not as inclusive. Even the bear community has now become muscle bear. So you're not a bear if you have a stomach. You're a bear if you're hairy, but you still got to have all these muscles. You well, still... uh, some people, let, let us back up. Well, some people don't know what a bear actually is because there's a lot of terms in the gay community that people are like what you're what so let's explain some of these some of these terms that we're gonna use so a bear yeah go ahead a bear is basically um is a bigger guy maybe not completely heavy set he can be heavy set but he could be husky kind of corn fed um a thicker guy you know um and re- it's, it's different regionally. For example, down south, bigger guys are kind of a catch. So, you know, we have a lot of bears there. But here in Los Angeles, bears are uh, muscles. Just They're just hairy. And I'm like, mm, I don't know if that's what, that's not what I thought a bear was, but okay. Um, and a lot of, and you know, a lot of bears who are heavy set don't really appreciate having these muscle bears out there. They don't really appreciate having them out there because that is still pushing this other body image that they thought they were safe in. They're not because, you know, it's here comes. Oh, look at me. I got muscles. I'm just hairy. So I'm a bear. Ha <laughs> ha. Like, no, 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 you're not. You know, so 
Um, I think they're not, but some people will argue against me and say they are. Right. And then you have, like, the Twinks, which, <laughs> for me, the Twinks are, like, from 18 to, I'm going to say 25. And they're really uh, skinny. Um, a lot of the stereotypes is that they're, um, for for me, they're stupid. And <laughs> that they always look... Uh, at what's like face value they're always involved in their looks they're kind mm-hmm. of a kind of a like um valley girls from back in the day yeah but like the gay version yeah uh and some people qualified me as a, a twink and mm-hmm. i feel like that was so disrespectful <laughs> <laughs> like yeah a twink to me somebody that doesn't have knowledge that is like basically a moron and I'm further from that um, I even get confused and I'm like where are all these animals coming from because it's like a damn zoo uh, they're kind of average body type I would say uh, they kind of elevate towards I would say the outcasts, quote-unquote the outcasts, like the bears and whatnot. Mm-hmm. Um, are we forgetting anybody? Because I know we're probably forgetting somebody. Um, I'm not sure. I, I guess, you know, you shared your personal thing, and I, and I know for myself, I, I, I'm I, heavyset, um, husky. Um, as some people will say, they always think of me as somebody who used to play football. <laughs> uh, but I grew up heavier than what I am now, and so... You know, they played a lot with my psyche because when I was in college, you know, besides the fact that I was and I was I was able to pull guys who were ripped. Like I had one guy that was ripped um, that I was, you know, fooling around with. But I think in a lot of ways I equated the fact of being heavy as I'm not going to have the opportunities to be in love and have a boyfriend because I'm not like that. And, you know, you go to bars and clubs and you see all the go-go boys and the boys who were thinner always had the people going after them and they didn't go after you. And it played with my head to where it's like, well, I guess I'm not worthy. And I think because we see these images all over the place, we feel like we're not worthy. We feel like that we're not, you know, worthy of love, worthy of someone caring about us. And that's, it's very tough. And I wish the gay men would realize that this, this push for perfection is, is horrifying um, just because it's, it's making us think these things about people that are just really wrong. You know, thinking that somebody who's heavy set is dirty and rotten and they don't care about themselves. Hell, there's people who are built who are taking the pills and doing all that stuff and, you know, messing up their bodies to have the perfect bodies. You got people who are doing, you know, who are bulimics and throwing up to keep this body. In fact, a lot of gay men, that is a big number. We have a big number in bulimia. We have a big number in this type of abuse. Um, starvation situations. Um, just Whatever they're doing to stay this way, they are going through it to extremes. And it's really disheartening because we still need to realize that a person is more than just their body size. I have dated men different body sizes and different types, different races. And I realized that, you know, when you really get down to it, you want somebody who has a great heart who's going to really be there for you. I never understood why you like, I got to sleep with this type of guy. I got to be with this type of guy because, you know, he's fit. And so therefore he's fit. That means he's healthy, not healthy inside, though, not mentally healthy, because, you know, you never know you're dealing with you know foolishness on that end as well. I think that we just been led to believe this for so long that that's what we fall for. You know, think about it. We get all caught up in Chris Evans and all these people playing the superheroes and their bodies, everything else. But what if they're just complete scum? <laughs> like, you know, what if they're just like the worst? And we don't think about that till it's too late. Um, and the fact that you got men who are on these apps who are showing tor- torsos, you know, or they, or they perfect legs. It makes you think like that. Is that all you got to offer? Is this, is that all you have? Is a torso? Like when you think about it sometimes like that, it makes you really think, wow, that's what you're telling me. You tell me that's the best thing about you is your torso. Great. Right. <laughs> it's just the gay community 
can be so vicious towards one another, especially if we don't look a certain way. And that's why you have these uh, these bear communities that kind of offset themselves from the normal the normal gay community. Yeah. And honestly, I mean, specifically down here in Kentucky, I feel more comfortable with them than, you know, the average gay community. Because to me, they're the the outliers, they're the freaks, they're the outsiders that nobody wants to be around. Yeah. So I can identify as being one of those people. So it's easier for me to, not a quote, be a bear, but yeah. have my sa- the same thinking, the same logic uh, with them. So, and they're friendly. They are friendly as hell, and mm-hmm. they love to drink. So, you know, <laughs> friend of mine. Um, <laughs> but yet, yeah, the it is so disheartening when you get in the mirror and you feel like what you have body-wise is not enough and so you go on these crazy-ass diets you go on these uh these unhealthy-ass binges where you're not eating anything but like a cheese cube for the day yeah or you're doing like all these crazy uh insanity workouts and you're still not getting your results it's it's a mind fuck yeah um, it's it's also crazy that, again, as we said before, um, how so many of these awards are just given away so easily, so easily to people because of this whole body image situation. And so I really think that gay men need to sit down and really think about why we put so much in having the perfect body versus having the perfect heart or having the perfect mind or something like that. Because at the end of the day, if that person is crap to you, I mean, you, you don't, you still have nothing. You have nothing to show for it. And I just think that we need to kind of move past that. It's going to be tough because we're men and, you know, we see with our eyes and think with our eyes. Um, but I, and I don't really hear about lesbians having this issue at all maybe they do i just don't hear about it but the fact that we have such unhealthy you know body image issues it's 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 not good for us it makes us less a community it makes us it pits us against each other in different ways um it was just a study put out not too long like basically in the past few weeks that showed that we really do shame each other badly um, I think Out did something about this. You can look at it in Out. You can look at the article in Huffington Post. Um, but we shame each other really badly. Um, and we can't really do that, you know? And it's funny you mentioned the South because I, I always say to people that when I lived down in Kentucky or when I went to, you know, went to school there and I worked in Georgia, I felt like we were more a community because we really didn't think about that too much because, you know, a lot of us Husker guys were, you know, were cute guys we didn't really think about it because something we grew up with and we were aware of you know uh-huh. and so that was something we were used to you know the, the corn fed boys that was kind of hot to us only when i moved to like new york city and when i went to and i'm living here in los angeles that i saw this so i think it's more regional if anything but now i think it has trickled in the, the main spots um because you see all these images all these images of white beautiful bodies um, and then when we and you see black beautiful bodies and Asian beautiful bodies too, and we get caught up. But I still think we need to really stop for a minute and go, okay, that would be great to have that body. It'd be great to sleep with that body. But at the end of the day, I want. Do you want somebody who's gonna be there for you? And uh-huh. you'd rather have that than having a hot body. I I mean, at the end of the day, you really want that. You may not think that now, um, but at the end of the day, you want somebody who's gonna be there for you. And like I said, I've been, I've had the hot body. A couple of times but I also had a person who didn't have the hot body but had the better heart and treated me better right yeah I just like for me whenever me and my partner go out and whatnot and we start talking about stuff and like with other in a social setting with other people and I'll say something like oh well I'm ready for I'm ready to go get something to eat or and somebody will say oh yeah because you you're skinny and you need to eat uh, why don't you eat a cheeseburger they don't understand that how damaging that is to me because 
like I eat more than him, my partner. Yeah. And just because you see me as being skinny, that doesn't mean I don't want to be something, you know, I'm not attaining to be a better person as yeah. far as physical type. So I, I those kind of remarks are really I don't know how to take them because it's like okay yeah I am skinny but being skinny isn't always healthy you know you saw all those reference to the Olympics you saw those bigger people like that were doing the shot put that were doing the discus Mm -hmm. that were huge but they were healthy Mm -hmm. so that's another uh, another thing that we have to take into consideration because just because a person is skinny doesn't mean that they're healthy and a person who is of a bigger size doesn't mean that they're unhealthy. Yeah. That's true. So, you know, gay man, get it together when it comes to body image. It's, we got to change. We, we, we have allowed this to go way too far. Um, personally, I believe it, you know, it started from, hmm, how do I say this without sounding ugly? I kind of believe in a lot of ways the 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 white male view of being gay has trickled down to all to all different communities to where we like we have to look a certain way. You think about it, the white male image is what we think of when we think of gay. That's all we've known for many years. So that's I think that's where it started. I want it to go a new route as we go further into these years to where the body image is changing, sexiness is changing, um, and healthy being healthy is changing. Or the, or the idea of being healthy is changing. You know, I think right. about um, there's a lot of thick men out there who are hot, and we need to recognize that. You don't have to be, you know, a size 30 waist <laughs> and have a V cut. If you have it, that's great, but that should not be the overall idea of what a gay man should be. We should right. represent everything. We should represent all race, all sizes, all heights. Because again, last time I checked, being gay wasn't white and fit. That wasn't the main requirement out there. So, Exactly. And I know I've seen these uh, underwear uh, makers, uh, Nancy Pig, I know they kind of cater to a bigger type of gay guy. Um, whereas Andrew Christian, which I have many problems with, uh, they kind of cater to that typical blonde hair, blood, six pack abs type of guy. So it's, we're not all just one big monolith of a community. And I think we've seen like trickles of it kind of breaking the norm. And I feel that we should do more as a community to not only hold each other accountable but to highlight people that are are doing the work that are showing that beauty is more than just skin deep yeah i i agree with this so hopefully we get better with that because i think if we continue on this path we're we're going to have more depressed members of the family basically because they're struggling with not just living life but trying to jump on this bandwagon that's unnecessary exactly exactly Exactly. all right everybody so that is our episode this week you know what we didn't talk about what we didn't talk about drag race (gasps) we didn't so let's talk about that before we end (laughs) let me get a a quick update for y'all so the next episode well the, the last week's episode was snatch game Yes. A snatch game is when you are the contestants do a uh, impression of a famous person. Usually, people who've won in the past was uh, Bianca Del Rio's Judge Judy, mm-hmm. Tatiana's Britney Spears on season that. two. Um, what's her name? Jig- uh, not Jiggly, but um, Jinx Monsoon's mm-hmm. uh, Little Edie and season five. So the person I'm gonna try to run down. As best as I remember. So Alaska did Mae West. And if you don't know who Mae West is, go do your homework. Uh, Let's see. Tatiana did Ariana Grande. Okay. Detox did... 
Oh gosh, what did she do? Detox did Nancy Grace. Yeah. Roxy Andrews was originally going to do Sofia Vergara, but she ended mm-hmm. up doing Alaska. Yeah. Which was a total fail. <laughs> what else? Um. Fifi did uh, Teresa Caputo. Yeah. That uh, Long Island medium. Oh, yeah. Which, by the way, that bitch is going to be here in Lexington, Kentucky next month. And I'm like, who in their right mind is going to see this woman? <laughs> but anyway, uh, who else did what? Uh, Ginger Minch did um, Tammy Faye Baker. Okay. And uh, I think that's everybody. Um, anyway, if y'all remember people, uh, let us know. So, we go back to the bottom three, and it's going to be uh, Tatiana, Roxy, and, uh, oh my gosh, Detox. Oh, Katya did Bjork. Okay, yeah. Um, Is Bjork liked, by the way, I found out. Right, Bjork really liked it. She's a fan. Of course, she's, everybody's a fan of RuPaul's Drag Race. <laughs> um, so they ended up sending Tatiana home, which I was very uh, about. But, you know, they have this, maybe their revenge is coming on the next episode or mm. whenever. So I'm kind of, I don't have a clear favorite because everybody, once they leave the show, is going to have, their career is going to be elevated again. Yeah, but like their booking fees are already through the roof, so it doesn't matter <laughs> if they, the last person to go home or the first person to go home, they're going to get their coins. Yeah. So uh, tomorrow is they're going to do some kind of uh, musical challenge, uh, and we're also going to be live tweeting uh, along with uh, Black Girl Nerds and Lemonade Show. So if you want to join in, use the hashtag uh, Drag Y'all. We start at eight p.m. Eastern Standard Time, sharp. We're not on drag time. <laughs> sharp. Not on drag time, which is usually <laughs> late. Listen, I've had some shows that I go to. Showtime is nine thirty. Show don't start till like ten fifteen. I'm like, y'all, y'all do know I got to get up in the morning. Y'all not Lauren Hill. <laughs> <laughs> She's supposed to be coming to Louisville. I was like, okay, is she going to show? She's going to show, she but you're going to probably have to be like... you have to be like, shop was in line? I mean... Yeah, like if she started at 10, I won't show up until um, 10.45. Right, when she's just now getting in line. And yeah. She is something else. What happened to her? See, that's what happens when you get some island dick. Probably so. It no, she's makes- been... No, she did a good... Um, show I just, I just i just watched one recently it was on tv she did pretty good i think she's getting back on track i think she realized that people are paying attention so are we i, <laughs> I think so attention. i think so i think she's gonna be right back i think she's tired of alicia keys i think she's gonna be back so i i'm looking forward to it i think okay. she's coming back well i hope the best for her yeah. and her her army of kids <laughs> The next generation. She got the starting the starting lineup plus the bench. Yeah, probably so. Probably have all these kids. Well, you know, I'm not gonna talk about that. <laughs> I'm, not gonna talk about that. I'm just glad she's trying to get on back on track. So I, I'm I'm rooting for. Her. I'm rooting for. Her. Yeah. So, uh, any final words of wisdom or anything you got to announce? Um. So, um, for those of you who don't know, I have my own web comic. It's called Strange Lore. It drops every Wednesday at 8 in the morning. So if you're looking for queer people of color, meeting supernatural people in the woods, uh, you know, and having, you know, drama and horror and all that good stuff, check that out. Um, also, we, um, we realized that everybody had a great time in Dragon Con. We saw a lot of the tweets and everything else. So hopefully in the future, we will be at Dragon Con in some form oh my or fashion God, I too. Hope so. <laughs> yes. So we saw y'all. We saw you all your cosplay. So that's gonna be, you know, something that we look forward to in the future because it's more of a I feel like Dragon Con is a black con for geeks. Basically it is in Atlanta. Yeah, so it's in Atlanta. <laughs> so I feel like everybody was there having a great time, but hopefully we'll be there soon. So keep it right. out for that. 
And also, I just want to give... Um, mm, so, I try something new. So, you know, I, I pick at the apps. Um, a lot of gay apps. But I never was on those apps. And now I got on an app. I got on Growler. Now, oh, what I've learned is, one... I must look good because everybody has been coming at me. But, you know, they also come at me inviting me to orgies and all this stuff. And I'm just like, okay. But let me just say this. If you're going to invite people to orgies, y'all need to look orgy ready. Y'all can't be looking like you just rolled out of bed and you look all certain way. For example, they will send you pictures of who's coming. Because I was curious, like, who's coming? So they'll show you who's coming. I'm like, you know what? First, <laughs> there is nobody in this room, <laughs> nobody in this that will be worth something. Not even on a one-on-one basis. Why do I want to see? No. So, you know, these apps are interesting. It's it's opened my eyes to what's out there. There are not dating apps. I don't want to get none of y'all confused with that. These are not dating apps. These are booty booty apps. So uh, <laughs> that's what it is. That's what right. I've been approached by. And yes, if you're black, guess what? You're considered a top. So, because, you know, we can never be bottoms. We, we can never be bottoms. Um, on a less sexual <laughs> note, uh, one last thing for me, that my, uh, I was asked to do a, uh, a coming out story for this author. Her name is uh, Donna Isan. And Ooh. my coming out story will be uh, included in this book that's supposed to come out. Oh. It's called Out, an anthology of LGBTQIA Kentucky um, yes. soon. So I'll give you more details when that comes available, but I'm excited about that. That is exciting to be in a book where you got your name right. in there. You know, they'll say, oh, look at their Nick. And here's my story. So that's really good. So yeah, you got you to gotta tweet about that when it comes out. Yes, I, just... I will. Yes, ma'am. All right. Well, that's it, y'all. We are done. We're sorry for the technical difficulties, but hey, that's life. Life is full of technical difficulties. Right. I was trying to get uh, some drag together. That was my fault. Oh, Lord. All right. Well, we'll see y'all next week. Take care, y'all. All right. Bye.